Let's talk about depression. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, I'm Avital. I'm a mindful parenting coach and the mother of five. And I am not a psychologist or any kind of clinician. And so if you feel like you might have clinical depression, then please seek help. Even if you're just feeling a touch of blues, then I absolutely recommend getting professional help. And all of the tips are just things that have helped me and my clients, but may or may not help you. So take it with a pinch of salt and just take what works for you. Feeling depressed, feeling blue, down, low, and lethargic, like you don't really want to face the day or get up in the morning or like you don't have any mojo for your life is so normal. And so my number one point in helping you with depression is to normalize it. We have to realize that it is an absolutely common occurrence and not feel any shame or blame or guilt when it's something that we experience especially with all the solo parenting that many of us are doing, being locked in our homes, being alone from other people and being under-resourced and under-supported, feeling depressed and low is going to be a very natural and common response. And in fact, it might be the normal and typical response and we have to work hard to become the outliers who feel somewhat great and energized despite the situation. And so the first thing that I want you to do is really try very hard to combat any shame or any uh, any embarrassment that you might feel about this very, very natural and normal response. Remember that we're all kind of chemical and biological and psychological creatures. If you put someone in a four walls with fluorescent lights and no greenery and no other people and no sunshine, you can be sure that sooner or later they're going to get depression, right? It's kind of a, a a, a normal chemical reaction to all of the stimuli that are going on around us. But we're much more complex creatures than that, right? Maybe you've had a baby recently, as I have, and you're experiencing postpartum blues. Maybe you have had some kind of loss or degradation in your lifestyle level, and or maybe you've, you're mourning, maybe you are just experiencing all sorts of chemical imbalances. There are so many different reasons that it might happen, but whatever the reasons, it's normal and it's nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, you could be part of the growing trend of people who want to normalize the variations of mental challenges and mental illnesses that people experience, uh, rather than making them something that are taboo or an embarrassment or some kind of mark uh, on our experience and on ourselves. The second point I wanna make is that it's really important not to suppress feelings. Whilst we do wanna coach ourselves and help ourselves to feel better, that doesn't mean suppressing our feelings, denying them or stuffing them down. We don't wanna numb them, we don't wanna ignore them. We actually want to learn to feel our feelings, to ride the wave of emotion, to let them be, and even to express them out, right? You could express them through journaling or through the arts, dance, painting, music, music, singing, movement, anything that helps you to move those feelings out into the world. Maybe it's talking to someone who you care about or a listening ear, more on that soon. But the idea is that it's important not to suppress our feelings, but rather to express them and move through them so that we can then coach ourselves up and get them out. I like to think of feelings a little bit like our digestive system, right? When you have something inside, it needs to come out by hook or by crook. There's no shame in that. And in fact, we just feel much better 
better after it does come out and it's a perfectly healthy and normal process. Same too with emotions, just having bad feelings, low feelings, bluesy feelings, nothing abnormal about that. That's just our emotional digestive system processing the things that it has taken in, right? Bad news, scary news, sad news, ideas, imaginations, whatever, and just processing it and then we have to let it out in order to feel better. The next one is to seek professional help. And this might be number one, really. Um, but I specifically have gone to CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, for my PTSD in the past, and it was incredibly effective. In fact, I had recurring nightmares and really severe anxiety, and it basically completely cured it. So I'm a big believer in CBT, but there are lots of other modalities that people enjoy, um, like DBT or tapping or any, uh, any healing modality that you find effective. I have found Cognitive Behavioral Therapy to be incredibly effective and I will list some books that you could get started with even just if you're not really suffering from depression but you're feeling a little bit low and you need to start learning how to uh, think in thought patterns that are more uh, healthy and feel better. And one of the core things that cognitive behavioral therapy will address is if you're stuck in thinking patterns that are bringing you down and they're kind of co called cognitive fallacies because they're false ways of thinking. So this could be something like black and white thinking, right? Where you think all or nothing, uh, thinking catastrophically, where you're always expecting the worst. Um, all sorts of patterns like that, again, I'll list them in the blog post that goes along with this video, that could be leading to anxiety or depression. And so even if you're not going to therapy right now, maybe just read up on CBT because it's a fantastic thing to know about to help you to start to address thought patterns that are probably not serving you or your mental health. The next thing I want to plug here is Byron Katie and the work. Uh, Byron Katie is a thinker and philosopher and teacher, and she teaches how to question your thoughts. And I highly recommend her book, Loving What Is, or watching some of her YouTube videos where she teaches you to go through a process of questioning your thoughts. It's not that dissimilar from CBT in some ways, uh, where basically you don't believe everything that you think. So if you're thinking catastrophic thoughts or thinking sad thoughts, it teaches you to turn them around and think of things in a different way, which I have found to be very effective. I'm very much a thinker. Uh, what I think in my head is very much my creative process and where I can actually make an influence on how I feel. And so for me, these modalities really work and I highly recommend looking into Byron Katie's work. Again, I will link it below. All right, some really practical tips as well. First of all, get outside. When you are outside, especially if you can get in the sunshine a little bit, um, it has had a lot of research that shows that it proves to really elevate our mood. Uh, fresh air, sunshine, greenery, nature, these things are mood elevators, they're natural remedies for blues. And often when we're feeling bluesy or down, we get outside even less because we have no energy and we don't feel like being seen and we kind of hunker down and that actually makes us feel worse. So we've got to do things to disrupt that pattern and get out of that pattern when we're feeling down. The next one is to actually get a listening partnership. And if you're in my Present Play membership, we will help you with that. Just post in the group. Uh, there are listening partnerships getting teamed up and buddied up all the time. 
time. But a listening partnership is basically just uh, where you listen to one another. You set up a time for a call, you get everything off your chest, someone listens without offering advice or feedback or judgment, and then you do the same for them. It's an incredibly healing process and it's free. So if you can get yourself to therapy, that's great. But if not, this is a good second best because you will feel witnessed and seen and supported and heard, and you'll do so in this kind of safe environment of a listening partnership. Alternatively, you could just talk to a good friend or to a sister or brother or someone who you're close to. But the thing to be aware of there is, are they a good listener or are they going to give you bad advice or judgment or critique or make it about them? It's like if you have someone in your life who's really therapeutic and healing in your relationship, then that's a great person to talk to. But sometimes, it can make things worse if they are not good listeners and if they're likely to make you feel judged or like they're criticizing you. So just be aware of who you're talking to and if they're really capable of supporting you right now. The next one is to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Often when we're depressed, we have a harder time with sleeping in general. We might be up with anxious thoughts or with sad, sad thoughts or wake up crying or not really want to just unwind and let our body fully relax. We might be on our phones a lot more, scrolling, having that light in our eyes before we go to sleep. And it just obviously gets worse when we're sleep deprived. When we're sleep deprived, everything feels more gray and gloomy and harder to handle. And so you really want to try and prioritize your sleep. So at least this is one thing that's kind of in your favor and supporting you rather than dragging you down. You're also unlikely to be working out and moving. Working out and moving, stretching, doing yoga, getting outside and running, all of these things are going to increase your feel-good hormones and lower your levels of cortisol and adrenaline. You really want to get into kind of the endorphins and the oxytocin and all the things that make you feel good in your hormonal cycle. And so I don't understand this very well. I'm not a biologist by any means, but the idea is to do things that help us feel good and working out does. Now, when you're depressed, you don't feel like moving, but how about just starting with something small? Just right now while you're listening, to me, just give yourself a nice big stretch and notice what a big difference that makes. Or go on a short, simple walk. Or just start small and do something to get your body moving a little bit, get that blood pumping. It's a cycle that will then perpetuate itself to get more and more movement going because you'll feel good for it. The next one is to watch some stand-up comedy or get yourself giggling in whatever way you can. Do you have some kind of old YouTube video that always makes you laugh? Or a friend who always makes you laugh? I really love watching stand-up comedy and one of my favorite YouTube channels for laughing out loud is bad lip syncing. It always gets me going. So when I'm feeling down, instead of watching something that's gonna make me feel even more sad, I will watch that or something else that gets me laughing and it's contagious and your body will inform your brain that things are good if you're laughing. So you wanna get laughing however you can, even if it feels artificial, eventually your body starts taking over. The next one is to pamper yourself. Basically anything you can do to help yourself to feel good is a go when you're feeling a little bit depressed. And when you're feeling depressed, you feel less motivated. Like, nah, I'm not gonna do my nails, I'm not gonna do my hair, I'm not gonna have a bath, I'm not gonna use my special creams. Like you're not in a celebratory mood and you don't feel worthy and you don't wanna do it. You kind of want to feel that low feeling when you're depressed because that's what your body's telling you. So you've gotta override that and counterbalance that with things that do make you feel good and with signals to yourself that no, I am worthy and it is good and it is worthwhile to invest in myself and to invest in my mood and in my well-being. 
Similarly, you might be eating really badly. I know that I'm a total emotional eater and when I feel sad, I feel like I deserve more cookies or more ice cream or whatever it is to eat a whole pizza. The trouble with that is that it actually ends up making me feel even worse because then I also feel bloated and gross and guilty and ashamed of myself and all of those things because I just ate uh, all the things I didn't really want and my body doesn't really want. And so I want to really encourage you for your next meal or for your next snack, make a healthy choice that feels good to you. Treat yourself well and start to remind yourself what it feels like uh, to be making good choices and to be in a healthier place. Along with that point, I want to put a little plug in for intermittent fasting. I've been doing intermittent fasting for about a year or so, perhaps a bit more, where basically I stop eating at 5 or 6 p.m. and I don't eat again until the next day at 12 noon. So my first meal is lunch. Um, and and it feels so good to me. Do your own research. I'm not a nutritionist. I just recommend this, uh, researching it. But when I'm depressed or when I'm feeling low, let's call it, I'm not clinically depressed, but feeling a little bit low, then I tend to let go more of that kind of thing. And it actually makes me feel worse, like I've already said. So the fasting and really taking in a lot of fluids in the morning, a lot of water, um, makes me feel lighter and more energetic and less depressed. It actually elevates my mood a lot. And so I highly recommend looking into that. Leading on from that, you might wanna look into your diet in general and see if you need some different supplements, uh, if you're low on anything, if your diet isn't the right diet for you for whatever reason, it will absolutely influence your mood. And so I highly recommend checking that out with a professional. Similarly, your mental diet might be contributing to your depression. Are you reading a lot of news? Are you watching scary YouTube videos? Are you watching a show on Netflix that's depressing and sad? Think about the people that you're coming in contact with. Are they always telling you negative stories or making things seem catastrophic and terrible? the people around you are going to very strongly influence uh, the way that you interpret the world. So if you're around people who are positive and optimists and upbeat, that will elevate your mood. And if you're around pessimists or naysayers or Debbie Downers, that will influence your mood. So especially if you're feeling a little bit like on the edge of, of something, of some kind of blues, that's a time to really be aware of your mental diet, of what you're being exposed to, what you're letting in, and which ideas are infiltrating your heart. Leading on from that, I want you to think about what you are listening to. When I'm feeling a bit down, I like to tune into things that are very woo-woo and spiritual and all law of attraction stuff that helps me just get into my higher self again, helps me remind myself that what I think about, I attract, and I wanna think high vibe thoughts and just helps me raise my frequency. And I'll link to some of my favorites uh, in the blog post. Um, but. The point is really to think what elevates you, what reminds you of the you that you wanna be, what helps you get into a good mood, uh, what helps you raise that frequency and really tune into those things. So in that sense, I would also really consider taking a break from social media. Social media has been proven to spike depression and anxiety in people. And so you really wanna limit your exposure to anything that does that. Social media also leads you to comparing yourself to others. And comparison, as we know, is the thief of joy. When you're constantly comparing yourself to others, you'll feel like you're falling short and it's likely to lead you to depression when you see everybody living their best life except for you. 
And finally, one of the best hacks for getting out of the blues is seeing how you can help others. Often when we feel down and low, we can get into kind of a bit of a self-centered, self-absorbed place where we're navel-gazing, where we're just kind of in this cocoon, only thinking about ourselves and feeling sorry for ourselves, and perhaps 100% rightly so. It might be completely justified, but it doesn't feel very good. All of us tend to feel better, I think, when we're able to focus on what we have to give, on how we can support others. And that's why things like volunteer work or reaching out to someone and seeing how they're doing and how you can support them um, often elevates us. We feel good because we're in a position of giving and that just feels so good to us. And so if you are in that little bit of a bluesy place and you're worried that you're going to go further into depression, ask yourself, who can I reach out to and support? Who can I help someone? Somehow. Can I deliver cookies to someone? Can I pick up the phone and check in on someone? Can I gain perspective? And perhaps it's gonna be someone who's having a harder time than me. And this isn't about comparing ourselves to them and being like, oh, I'm doing so well by comparison, but it's just about reminding ourselves to gain some perspective over what's going on in our lives, especially as compared to other people who might be having a harder time. It takes us out of ourselves. We get out of just looking at us and instead start to look at others. And that can really help us to feel much, much better and put all of our ailments and all of our adversity into a new perspective that helps us to once again step back into a sense of gratitude and appreciation and feel better about ourselves and about our lives. So this is by no means an exhausted, exhaustive list. There are so many other things that we can do to help when the blues are coming on. And just again, to say that if you feel like you need some help, if you're having any kind of scary thoughts, if you're feeling like you can't function well, if you're not getting out of bed in the morning, if you're not taking care of yourself on the most basic level, uh, then please absolutely seek professional help. And even if it's not that bad, seek professional help if you can. All of these tips I hope will serve you to elevate your mood when you're feeling a little bit bluesy and just again a reminder I've been there everybody I know has been there even if they're too ashamed to talk about it it is so very common and so very natural that I would imagine that pretty much everyone has been there at some point or another or will be with all of the hormonal changes that go on uh, becoming parents as well it is sometimes completely inevitable and so let's normalize this let's support each other let's remind each other that, that there are things that we can do uh, to help us to pull out of this you do not have to stay in that kind of foggy, hazy, bummy, sucky place. Uh, you can do things to come out of it. And you might also need the professional help to get there, but you may not. You may find that these tips are enough uh, to elevate you and to get you out of a funk and back into a high vibing place. If this has been helpful for you and if there are anything else that you want to add to it, please let me know. I would love to hear over on Instagram and the DMs, um, but more importantly, share this with someone who it might help. Thank you so much. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.